0: Hi, welcome to Teach Me Biology, our revision podcast for A-level biology students. I'm Rhea Corbett. And I'm Sarah Matthews.
1: Hi, I'm Rhea Corbett. I'm a former science teacher with biology specialism. And on Teach Me Biology, I am teaching my co-host and little sister, Sarah Matthews biology a level topic by topic to hopefully provide you our lovely listeners with an audio revision resource
0: yes we hope that you incorporate us into your revision and as a part of your learning journey dip in and out listen to the episodes on your weaker topics or use us as your audio biology bible whatever you need us for we're here
1: okay episode 22 82 i nearly said 22 then, <laughs> 82 dihybrid crosses today so we did mono crosses last week and we did a little intro to sort of the genetics and we're going to move on a step and look at dihybrid crosses we're going to look at the use of fully labeled genetic diagrams to interpret or predict the results of dihybrid crosses involving dominant recessive and co-dominant alleles and we're going to continue to use key terms such as heterozygous, homozygous, allele, phenotype, genotype, that sort of thing, just to make sure that we understand those phrases and we can use them within our discussions of genetic crosses. But before we do that, we would like to uh, highlight, well, as you know, we like to highlight other podcasts anyway. One of our former wider reading recommendations is the Big Biology Podcast, and we're just going to talk to you a little bit about those now. The Big Biology Podcast dives deep in some of the most provocative and exciting topics in biology today in a fun and accessible way. The podcast is hosted by Art Woods and Marty Ma and they are biology professors themselves and in each of their episodes they will talk to leading scientists and journalists from all around the world about the biggest and most cutting-edge topics in biology. From human consciousness,
0: human origins, new directions in evolutionary theory, to the emergence and spread of zoonotic diseases like COVID-19 and much more. Whether you're a researcher, a teacher, student or simply curious about science and biology, you'll love the entertaining and deep conversations about biology and the exposure to new research they bring. You can learn more about Big Biology at bigbiology.org and you can subscribe, rate and review them on spotify apple podcasts google podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts
1: which i have and do and i'm a big fan big fan as you know (laughs) it's one of the first podcasts that we gave as our wider reading years uh, ago two years ago so yeah we're we're happy to big up the big biology show them some support absolutely Mm -hmm. monohybrid crosses can you tell me anything about what you remember from last episode
0: Recessive and dominant alleles. Yep. You had like a pure pure gene or something. Right. And then, there right, was right, like, right. And then they mixed. You would then get more options.
1: Yeah, yeah, good. So let's talk a, a little bit then about just starting with alleles probably. So thinking about the chromosomes, we have 23 pairs of chromosomes. They come in pairs because?
0: They are from two different...
1: That's right. So one from mum, one from dad of each pair and on different loci, so that's different places on the chromosome, you find genes and the genes are these sections of the DNA bases that code for a particular protein that will be a characteristic of you, Okay, like a physical feature, whether it be hair colour, eye colour, skin colour, something like that. It's coding for that. It's actually making the protein that gives you that particular feature. We talked about how you, you know, you have those two alleles and that you can be homozygous or heterozygous for that characteristic. Okay, so what's the difference between being homozygous or heterozygous?
0: Homozygous is the same. Heterozygous is two different.
1: Two different alleles. So if you have two blue-eyed alleles for your eye colour, then you are homozygous. If you've got one brown, one blue, then you are heterozygous. And you will express the brown-eyed allele because you have a dominant allele there over the blue recessive allele okay so dominant meaning that you only have to inherit it once or from one parent or it only has to appear in your genotype once for you to express that feature so genotype being the two alleles that you have for that feature and the phenotype being the physical characteristic what that physically looks like in real life we we then looked at some actual monohybrid crosses using the resources and we talked about how whatever the two alleles the parents have, obviously they will put one allele into a gamete so it's possible for them to produce maybe two different gametes or one gamete if they're homozygous, gametes being sex cells, sperm and egg. And then we talked about all the possible offspring that you could produce genetically based on those alleles for that characteristic. Okay. And we talked about how you would answer an exam question um, surrounding that, okay? Monohybrid was the inheritance of one allele or one gene or one feature. Dihybrid crosses are different, okay? So this is the inheritance of two characteristics from two different genes that are actually found on different chromosomes. So it would be a feature like... it it would be something that was related to each other so the example we're going to look at first is or the example we're going to look at one of Gregor Mendel's work on the pea plants so we're going to look at his seeds the seeds from those pea plants so we're going to look at whether the color and the seed shape okay so those are obviously related to each other but you inherit them from different chromosomes so they're found on different chromosomes so We will look at how they are inherited, okay? The crosses are still the same idea. You're still showing the likelihood of what your offspring can inherit from you. There's certain combinations that can be made from particular parents. You're still looking at those same things. But it can look more complicated because the two different characteristics themselves have different alleles. You could end up with quite a few genotypes for the parents and for the children the possible offspring or the different combinations it becomes a lot more complicated so it's not just going to be two different genotypes for the parents possible with like four possible outcomes it could be a lot more complicated than that and then so we're going to talk through that so Gregor Mendel you remember he's was the Austrian monk who was um, very clever loved gardening noticed specific features when he was breeding his plants and was the first person to sort of Have that understanding that something was being passed from parent to offspring. He did a lot of work on um, that. Was the first person to really look at the fact that there must be a dominant and a recessive thing being inherited. He didn't put those names to them, but that was the sort of foundation of modern genetics. The work that he did led to our understanding now of this. So if you look at the resource on TeachMeScience.co.uk and you, you look at the episode for dihybrid crosses, you'll see a resource that contains some genetic crosses or Punnett squares, as they are called. OK, these are for dihybrid crosses. We've got pea plants and we're looking at how they inherit different features of their seeds. So we're looking at seed shape and we're looking at seed colour and we're looking at how those things can be inherited together. So for seed shape, we've got round or wrinkled. Round is dominant over recessive wrinkled, and then you've got seed colour yellow or green. Yellow is dominant over recessive green. So, in order to be round, you have to and only inherit one round allele, and you'll have it. In order to be wrinkled, you would need to inherit two wrinkled alleles. Same with yellow, so we only need the one yellow allele, but for green, you'd need to inherit them from both parents, okay? So the F1, the filial, the first filial generation, is a pure breeding situation. So you have parents that are homozygous for the features. So you've got a homozygous dominant and you've got homozygous recessive parent. So one and then the other. So you can see that there is only really the possible gametes there. As you can see from the diagram, you've got R and Y. They're the letters that are being used to represent them. Capital R is for round, capital Y is for yellow, small r is for wrinkled, small y is for green. Okay, So because they're purebred, they must only have two big R's for the round yellow. So for round yellow, because they're purebred and they're homozygous, they've only got big R, big Y. So it's only possible to combine a big R with a big Y. So there's really only two possible ways this is going to go. It's the same with wrinkled green small y, small r, twice. Okay, and you can see all the possible offspring of that first filial it is going to be heterozygous. Okay, so every single one is going to be round and yellow because they've inherited that one dominant allele from their round yellow parent. But they're carrying they're all carrying a wrinkled and a green allele. So for the second generation, so the F2 generation that's where we're going to now have a much more complicated situation because we've got all the combinations that they're now are going to be impossible to cross. OK, so if you look at this, the, the round yellow gametes that can be produced, it's the same for both because they're both heterozygous for both. OK, so you've got big R, big Y. So that's your round and your yellow. You've got big R, little y. So that's round and green you've got your small r, so that's wrinkled, and then you've got your big big y with that, so it's going to be wrinkled and yellow, and then you've got your little r, little y, so these are all the possible gametes they could produce, because we're looking at all the combinations then of their genotypes, so little r, little y being green and wrinkled, okay, and then you've got the same for the other parent, and then you've got all the possible combinations of that. What Mendel found and what is now seen as a theoretical ratio for a dihybrid cross from purebred parents is a nine to three to three to one ratio so nine of them will be round yellow three of them will be
0: yellow but wrinkled
1: yellow but wrinkled so all the possible outcomes will be nine to three to three to one so your very your last one is going to be round and wrinkled green and wrinkled green sorry and wrinkled. round and wrinkled apparently no. yeah green and wrinkled so you can have one that's possibly going to be round and wrink- gr- green and wrinkled nine should be round and yellow and the yeah. other combinations would be your three when he actually counted all his seeds out say he had like you know a thousand seeds came from these plants or whatever when he actually counted out what it was it was this ratio of nine to three to three to one and that's typically what you will see with a dihybrid cross of this nature Especially if the chromosomes, if it's two separate chromosomes that you find these alleles on, that tends to be the way it will go. Okay, And the reason for that is because it all works out with meiosis. Um, I don't know what you remember from meiosis and the way that the chromosomes line up, but they, they line up in what we call random segregation. So if that's something that you can't remember what that is, go back to our meiosis episode and listen to that. But random segregation is basically where they don't all line up like all mums on one side and all dads on the other. They line up completely randomly. Some are mums on one side, some are dads on the other. Completely random. Plus fertilisation is completely random. Any egg can be fertilised by any sperm. And all eggs and sperms are pretty much unique anyway. So that's why it will always kind of phenotypically be this 9 to 3 to 3 to 1 ratio. How is that in terms of your understanding? I think it's more confusing than it looks. Yeah. We've got an example that we're going to do later. So we'll see how that works out. But it's just basically, instead of just having one allele in each box for the parents, you've got two. Because we're looking at both alleles being inherited together, Mm -hmm. not one being inherited together. So it's just about knowing that there's going to be four alleles in each of the offspring not two and that's where the confusion can sometimes be yeah i also want to look at in this episode co-dominance because we didn't cover it last time but we do have to cover it today because they go nicely it all goes nicely together okay and the exam question we're going to do later actually is co-dominance and dihybrid it will be worth you going over it and codominance occurs when you have two alleles that are equally dominant which makes sense co-dominance so you don't have one that is dominant that is the only one that you express with a recessive that you just carry and you don't express it. You express both. One of the examples that we would always teach in school because it's easy to see is an example in flowers. There are these snapdragon flowers that produce this, like coloured petals. You can have red flowers or you can have white flowers or you can have a co-dominance which means that you have pink flowers. Because both the red and the white are both expressed equally and it produces pink flowers. So that's the kind of the one that we would sort of talk about because it's a mixture of the two. So if we talk through the example, which is the second page of the resource that we've just been looking at, that also contains dihybrid, these are snapdragon plants, like I said. But this time we can't use uppercase and lowercase letters to for the alleles because... That would imply that if it was a capital, one was dominant over the other, but we can't do that. So we have one capital letter with a superscript letter to represent what the gene is. For this example, we've got a C, which is the same C for every single allele. And that represents colour, basically. And then you've got a superscript red and a superscript white. So a capital R or a capital W. And that represents that. Okay, so capital C R is a red allele. Capital C W is a white allele. Can't do little R or big R because it just it's not fair because they actually do codominant. As you can see in this cross, we've got again pure breeding. So you've got one parent that is homozygous for red, you've got one parent that is homozygous for white. And then you've got all of the possible offspring are going to inherit one red allele, one white allele, but instead of being either white or red they are pink they are expressing both alleles at the same time right. if those was to then self-fertilize so our heterozygous offspring from the first cross were to then self-fertilize then we would have our second generation so it's possible for the pink plants to produce a red gamete or a white gamete so a gamete that contains the red allele and a gamete that contains the white allele for both parents that would be the same because it's The same parent, in a sense, yeah? So you can see all the possible crosses. If two red alleles came together, it would be red. If two white came together, it would be white. If you get a a red and a a white white, together, it's going to be pink. With this, it kind of works the same way as like a dihybrid cross, but the ratios would always work out slightly differently for that. Okay, so you can get dihybrid crosses of this, but the ratios wouldn't be the same because it's the same allele in some cases it just doesn't work out because of the co dominance as well you end up with a third genotype that is codominant so ratios wouldn't work Should we do some exam questions mm-hmm. and see how you get on We're going to read the question stem I'm going to ask you a one marker and then we're going to look at the cross together okay in a species of flowering plant
0: the capital T allele for Taurus is dominant and the T Allele, which is lowercase, is for dwarfness. In the same species, two C and then little r, red and C-W-Y code for the colour of flowers. When homozygous red-flowered plants were crossed with homozygous white-flowered plants, all of the offspring
1: had pink flowers. So for the first question, just based on that information, name the relationship between the two alleles that code for flower colour. Is it
0: self something? Co. I can't read that. Co dominance. <laughs> I let her cheat. And she couldn't read it. Co dominance. So I thought it te- was going to be. Um,
1: the self fertilization. Self fertilization. No. So, so co dominance being where the alleles both are expressed equally. We see that with the white and red flowers because the outcome will be pink, which is a mixture of red and white. So, the second question is actually on the resource itself. It's a three marker. It says a dwarf pink flowered plant was crossed with a heterozygous tall white flowered plant. Complete the genetic diagram to show all the possible genotypes and the ratio of the phenotypes expected in the offspring of the cross. So our phenotypes are dwarf Pink flowered. So that would be... With tall, white flowered. So what would the genotype be, Sarah, for dwarf, pink flowered? Remember it's... Little t. How many little t's? Two? Yeah, so two little t's. We know if it's dwarf, then it must have inherited two small t's. Okay? Right. Yep. Uh, And then what about its pink floweredness?
0: So it's going to have white and red. Yeah. So it will have R and W. Yeah, so it'll
1: be C-R-C-W. Yeah, well done. So the genotypes of the parents for the dwarf pink flowered would be small t, small t, and then next to it, C-R-C-W. And it doesn't matter which way round you put them as long as it's four alleles and they're the correct ones. Yep. So what about heterozygous, tall, white flowered?
0: Big T and a little T.
1: Yep. And what
0: flower was it? White flowered. It was
1: white flowered. So it's going to be CW. Yeah, CW, CW. CW. Yeah, well done. So for the tall white flowered, the genotype will be a big T and a little T because it's heterozygous for tall. And two white alleles, so CW, CW, because that's all it could have. Yeah, because if it had a red as well, it would be pink. The next step, and I think this is always the most difficult step, is actually put in what the gametes would be In order to do the cross So you've got to take One from each To put into the gamete For our dwarf pink flowered plant There's two possible gametes okay. What are they? So remember it was So it's going to have two little t's We can only put one of each in To the gamete
0: It's going to be lower, lowercase t anyway right? It's going to be, it's lo- lo- be lowercase t
1: in each Well done And then it'll just be the flower colour Uh, added yeah so that's a pink one yeah so it can well no no no, because you can't inherit pink you can only inherit pink red or white okay remember
0: but it has to have a red and a white
1: yes so yeah so both alleles so both genotypes will be big t little t little t cr cr, or little t t, CW. cw well done what about the tall dwarf flowered plant so that's white flowered plant. That's sorry. the be tall white flowered plant. Big T little T it can have. So one one would be big T and the other would be little T. Yeah. yeah. And it can have
0: only CW. Only CW,
1: okay? So now that we've figured that out, let me just show you what that cross would look like, okay? Right. So you've got along the top little T with CR and then little T with CW. And then down the side, the two possible gametes. Big, big T, CW,
0: little T, CW yeah. on the side.
1: So then we just do our normal cross four possible outcomes. If you were to draw this out yourself, you would see that you would have in the top left-hand corner, big T, little T, CW, CR. What would that be? Tall and pink. Tall and pink, okay. You've got top right Big T, little T, and both CW. Tall and white. Bottom left. Little T, little T. CW, Dwarf pink. And then little T, little T with both CWs. Dwarf white. What's the ratio then? The, uh, what is it? That one, 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 one? Yeah. <laughs> you've written. I've written it. I did write it down. <laughs> the ratio is one to one to one to one. Why? Because they're all different. They're all different. So you've got four possible outcomes. And they're all different, so that is a one-to-one-to-one-to-one ratio. So if you had 100 seeds from these plants, 25 should be like tall pink, 25 should be tall white, 25 should be dwarf pink, 25 should be dwarf white. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah? And that is a three-mark question, okay? And now, obviously, it's hard to convey what I'm showing, Sarah, or what we're looking at, because drawing a genetic diagram is something you should be able to see. We're just talking through it. I can't stress enough, really, the importance of practising these questions as many as you can. It's okay us talking through it with you, with some like images and things like that, but it really is important for you to then go away and find as many questions as possible to work through so that you get this straight in your head. It's This is also not the sort of episode that you would listen to in your car. It's the sort of episode that you need to be sat down with paper and pen, yeah, writing it out. And practising it. It's a lot of work for three marks, isn't it, really? Right, shall I do the roundup?
0: Yeah. We are roundup.
1: Dihybrid crosses look at how the alleles of two genes on different chromosomes transfer across generations. There are several more genotypes and phenotypes involved. When writing the different genotypes, you write the two alleles for one gene, followed immediately by the two alleles for the other gene. The expected phenotypic ratio for the F2 generation would be 9 to 3 to 3 to 1. Sometimes both alleles can be expressed in the phenotype at the same time. This is known as codominance. When an individual is heterozygous, they will express both alleles in their phenotype. When writing the phenotype, The gene is symbolised as a capital letter and the alleles are represented by different superscript letters. For example, C-R-C-W is the example we use today, meaning the colour of the petals of a flower and the R represented red and the W were represented white. Okay, any takeaways?
0: Codominant, and that is there isn't a... A recessive or dominant gene yeah they just work together and form like a new thing yeah rather than
1: a third like a third like a possible third thing, phenotype yeah. yeah but did you notice how easily you did this and it's dihybrid without even thinking about it did you notice that did you it was notice quite easy. did you notice it was dihybrid when you were doing it did you think oh this is dihybrid no because you were like right it's tall and it's pink
0: yeah but right. actually, it was the same as earlier when we did, like, round and
1: collared. Wrinkled, yeah. yeah. Like, as long as you've got two alleles for one, two yeah. alleles for the other, and then you make the gametes. Yeah. So you did that quite easily without even really thinking about it. So it's not that complicated Yeah. in the end, is it? Uh-huh. And it was just then thinking about the co dominance section of that as well. Yeah. I'm quite proud of you. Well done.
0: Oh, thanks. Did you enjoy that? Did you find that interesting? Yeah, it was interesting.
1: Yeah, because I like the, um, this This is my favourite part of biology.
0: Oh, is it? Yeah.
1: Because qu- getting questions like that and then just working things out, like, oh, it must be this because of that, or it must be this because of that, right, this is the cross, this mm. is the outcome, you know, it's like a little mystery. little,
0: little task, like yeah. a little Sudoku. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and I, I really like working that out. Yeah. Um, they're my favourite kinds of questions. Oh, okay. Yeah. No wider reading, because we've talked about Big Biology today already, our friends over at Big Biology. Have you got any messages? I had somebody sent, actually sent us a picture of the revision they'd done, and I put it on stories on our Instagram, uh-huh. and they said, this is my sour revision, thanks to your podcast. Can't thank you enough for what you're doing, it's incredibly useful. That's, that's cool. And then based off the back of that, I had a message from someone called Katie, saying that she teaches biology or they teach biology and was having a hard time with the credential test found our podcast and it helped so much and that they passed and thank you lovely so we I never talked
0: about it. um nick who bought us a tea
1: oh yeah nick bought us a tea thank great, you so great much, work,
0: ladies keep it coming smiley face that's what
1: said. yeah so he bought us a tea a few weeks ago which yeah. is good thank you so much
0: if you'd like to contact us, you can drop us an email at teachmebiologycast at gmail.com. You can go to our website, which is teachmescience.co.uk. You can find us on Twitter at at teachmebiocast and on Instagram at, at teachmebiologycast. And if you'd like to, you can buy us a coffee or a tea at buymeacoffee.com slash teachmebiology. That'd be
1: immensely, we'd be immensely grateful mm-hmm. for any contributions. Yes. To the working It the all runnings. goes
0: back into the pod. It does.
1: Was that the bell? Yeah, that was the bell. Yeah. Very good. Do you know what I've been doing like, after we did our revision episode a lot? Have you been revising?
0: No, no, <sighs> no, no.
1: I haven't been revising. I have been Doing going... one, two, three breathing or no, whatever. No, it or whatever. no, no. <laughs> I've been going to bed and not putting the telly on and putting on rain sounds. Oh, yeah. And trying to relax before going to sleep. Does it work? it's been quite nice oh okay because normally I'd watch telly and I would stay up like too late really mm-hmm. like I'd watch The Crown or something and Philip yeah. um, Philip and, <laughs> Philip. and uh, watch a whole episode and then it'd be half ten nearly eleven o'clock yeah and then I'd be going to bed too late really for me so yeah I've it's been with The Crown it's been nice have you watched it all?
0: yeah I've watched all
1: the way to the end of season four so like with the like Charles and Diana yeah Mm-hmm. and that's where like Spencer is based around that weekend isn't it because it's is isn't the last episode where they go to Balmoral yeah at Christmas and, of course and that's where Spencer yeah. that's yeah. the weekend of Spencer because yeah. they're going to get divorced now. did you watch Spencer no still not oh. but I want to last night we were going to watch a film but we ended up watching Maverick Top, top Gun Maverick oh, it's good yeah. isn't it oh, I really enjoyed it's it it's really really good oh, I loved it <laughs> I thought it was amazing like so like funny but also like I went
0: watched it on my own
1: <laughs> <laughs> did you yeah I, I really enjoyed it because like normally like you it's think it's better
0: than the original Top Gun isn't
1: it yes I think it yeah. is I think it is but I liked all the throwbacks to it yeah as well and then like Val Kilmer being in it, it was sad as yeah well. yeah anyway so rain sounds and like thunder sounds as well in the background and just like chilling with a cup of tea has been quite good Mm -hmm. and found I was going to sleep a bit earlier and stuff. It was nice.
0: Okay, uh, this has been Teach Me Biology. My name is Sarah.
1: And I'm Ria Corbett.
0: And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.